five, four, three, two. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Away With Words, the podcast. It's your girl, Bree Stories. And it's a Tati. Hello. So today we're going to talk about something that I have just been thinking about. Um, just kind of like navigating confidence in this body positivity, social media, hashtag all bodies or whatever era. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, we're going to start with a check-in. I want to start by saying uh, Tati and I just had a really, really good spread by Kenny. And I want to apologize to Tati because we're sitting really close to each other. And if my breath smells like the garlics and just the oils and all the things we that I We smell the ate, same. I just hope I don't offend is what I'm saying. We smell exactly the same. I probably wouldn't even be able to tell which way it was coming from. True. <laughs> so I'm just going to chug my sangria just in case. But okay. you want to start with the check-in? Chia. Why do I feel like we haven't done this in a long time for some reason? It's been two weeks. It just seems like it's been like, but I feel like oh, that's a typical wait, amount of wait. time. I feel like I should I should do like um you know how you know how uh, some podcasts do like how at church when they do church announcements like at the end they'll be like mm. oh little Bobby's trunk party is all fucking you know right. stuff like that. Uh-huh. I I'm gonna say this on my Insta story today, so that means that by the time you heard this, you already saw this on my story two weeks ago, but. The Yamash page is now officially back to being the at Away With Words, the podcast page on Instagram. It is no longer the underscore Yamash page. I'm sorry that I'm wishy-washy. I was like, I've just learned this as well. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I I sent a text to Michael. It was a whole thing. I was drunk, and I was just like, why? You know, my premise in changing the name to Yamash was to incorporate more projects and to, like, highlight the blog more and, like, Mm -hmm. do more things for the YouTube channel. But we simply have not done that. And with us being on all of the new platforms now, thanks to Anchor, we, I just don't want any confusion. Like, I want people to know where to find us. And mm-hmm. Instagram is, like, the most prominent place. So I wanted to make sure that that page just simply says, add away with where's the podcast. So, okay. just for that. So, that's my church announcement. Okay. And sorry. So, <laughs> physically, physically, I feel a little warm. Uh, not hot, mm-hmm. but just a little warm. I'll probably take my jacket off. That'll help. Um... Emotionally, emotionally, I feel very, what's the word, tumultuous? Mm. Like, I feel, I feel all sorts of things right now. I feel like I am in a billion different places and how I feel in a, in a, in a billion different, like, scenarios. Mm, so, so yeah, so I feel like all over the place emotionally. My attention is on, my attention is just on um, continuing like my hot girl summer. Oh, and, um, see, I didn't gave up. And for me, you know, hot girl summer for me was all about um, my body transformation. Yeah. So I feel like I did a really good job. I took a week off. I, um, for those of you that don't know, I've been dieting and working out every day for, like, the past four months. Yeah. And um, so I was just kind of over it. So I took a week off and took a break, and I was just like, you about to eat whatever the fuck you want to eat. I've still been working out, but I just wasn't on my diet. Right. So um, this following week, I'll be getting back on track with everything. but And just continuing that progress, because I really yeah. 
proud of myself for actually seeing the progress. So hopefully great. I'll be at my goal weight before the end of this summer. And then spiritually, I feel... Spiritually, I feel... Thankful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, physically, I feel um, like just like a heavy sense of comfort right now. I was so hungry and now I ate and now my uh, veins are being replenished with their rightful fluids, which is alcohol. So I feel very comfortable right now. My mm-hmm. vagina is starting to wake up. I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into my normal state. And emotionally, I feel very much like you. I just feel very fragile right now. Like very mm-hmm. fucking fragile. Like you saw me talking to my mama earlier and I'm like, stop. Because I'm going to cry. Whatever you're saying, just stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just feel very fragile. I went for a walk by Tati's house. She lives by my old middle school. And I was just sitting there crying like, wow, we never get to be a child again. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm crying right now. But anyway, so I feel very emotional. Emotionally. And was, uh, my attention is currently on the fact that I really cannot believe that I poured all this oil all over my shirt. And thank you. Spiritually, I feel like I'm like knocking on the door, like, "Hey, can I come back, y'all? I'm sorry, I played for two weeks. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, I spent two weeks really drunk and not meditating. And like, can I come back now? So that's how I feel. So this might end up being an emotional episode, just because I feel so fragile. Okay. I was about to say, can you start? But you don't know where I'm going with it. I was like, (laughs) okay. Give y'all. I was like, I can give a. Uh, bear with me. A okay, generalized. So it's, it's really not. It, it could be emotional, but it's really not that much of an emotional thing. It, it's really just like a thought that I had and um, about how body positivity, like the the whole like hashtag of it. For me personally, I feel like it's just created more categories to not fit into, and it's like awkward. Like, it's really mm-hmm. awkward. And I find myself just doing a lot of, like, like, my brain is just in a constant toss-up. Like, I'm always thinking, like, okay, am I doing the right things? Or, like, oh, okay. So I, I always tell my therapist that I'm in a constant battle between my logic and my initial feelings about things. Because, like, my initial feeling is, like, the raw, authentic feeling that you feel, like, where you experience, like, jealousy or, like, pessimism you know like those feelings of like not being good enough but my logic always swoops right in like shut the fuck up you know like shut up that's not true you know but I'm I'm becoming more and more curious about those um those first thoughts and I think that a lot of it has to do with there being so many options now because when I was growing up it was like you can't be fat you know it was like you fat or you not fat and if you are fat that's bad so to me I feel like if I was and I used to feel fat constantly when I was growing up um mostly like my younger teenage years because I got in a singing group and like always that was like my first time really comparing my body to other girls but um so I always felt fat but I always had like I, I always, like, used my personality and, like, my sexuality as, like, a confidence booster. And, like, as long as I'm like this and as long as I'm rambunctious and I'm out, I'm, like, an outrageous person, like, that'll be my, that'll be my like, confidence, you know, like, whether I, whether I look the part or not. And so, but that was only when it was two things, when it was just you fat or you not fat. And mm-hmm. so now in this new age, which is great, like, this new age of body positivity, 
I feel so awkward because I'm not I'm not a really a big girl, but I'm not a small girl at all. So I feel like I'm somewhere in between and like there's damn near no room for that. Like now it's like everybody else is getting praised, but people with just like genuinely normal bodies. Like this is just, you know, like it's not really I don't know, like, you know, everybody right. likes to do the whole, like, either you a BBW or you a stallion now. That's a thing where you, like, real right. tall. Slim and, thick. Yeah, real tall and real thick or you slim thick or you petite. And it's like, I feel like the past couple of years now I've been feeling like, wow, I'm really in a space where, the, like, nobody's talking about this space. Like, no one's like, there's no hashtag for this type of body, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that could just be me projecting. That could be completely false. And and someone might hear this and be like, that's fucking crazy. Like, bitches, like, you get all the, you know, because everybody's, right. everybody's perception is different. But I found myself just having to battle with my confidence because I've been feeling very, like, ever since I, because I started gaining weight, I guess, like, like, in on, in a real way, maybe, like, 2000 like 11 12 ish and then it kind of just grew and then I just kind of stayed steady for a long time and mm-hmm. I never had an issue with it I never had an issue with the weight like in the beginning definitely it was like a lot of like oh you know I gotta be on a diet or I gotta work out you know but I was never able to stick to those things and I just told myself like well I'm going to love whoever I am and um, in the beginning of the podcast era we were doing a lot of stuff where I wanted to do like lingerie shoots and I really wanted to just be all about like body positivity and what that was to me but now I'm going through a phase where I don't feel sexy and it has a lot to do with a lot of different factors like I feel like I'm really young looking which is is great for a 50 year old but not for a 27 year old like at 27 I want to look 27 and I feel like the people that I'm attracted to so I'm people who are I know that I'm attractive and the people that are attracted to me are attracted to me because they already have the full package so the people that I like sexual partners that I continuously recycle they're gonna keep coming back to me because they know me you know like we've Mm -hmm. had conversations they know what I'm about they they're into the way that my mind works but I always have this thought of like if I just met these people like would I be attractive to them because I feel like I look so young like I look like a little kid I don't really know how to dress now I'm doing like the natural hair thing and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing so it's always in a fucking pineapple and I just feel like I look like a little kid and when I'm out I look at men who I find attractive and they're like grown-ass men and I'm always thinking like but they're not attracted to me they're attracted Mm -hmm. to girls that are the fucking stallions and you know or the BBWs who just got it together always dressing real nice or like the bitches who know how to do makeup really well and so I'm like constantly just like where do I like where do I fit in now yeah. And so, yeah. I told um, Bree that when she first mentioned this topic to me, that one of the first things that came to my mind was that in this body positivity era, in an effort to celebrate like big girls and curvy girls, mm-hmm. and you know, wanting them every and wanting to emphasize how everyone is beautiful, I feel like in that process they lumped like all those sizes together Together, so now it's like if you're 
if you're thick like at all you kind of get lumped into that same like bbw like curvy kind of group and i and i would and i talked about how that kind of would make me feel some type of way sometimes because like brie i i always feel like you know at this point in my life now i'm in a space where i'm not small and I don't consider myself big either, no. but it's like by today's standards, I'm automatically going to be like in the big category right. because I'm nowhere near close enough to the small category. Right. So it's like they're going to throw me there. And you're tall. Right. Like, yeah. and, and then sometimes, and then sometimes I feel bad. I feel like it's wrong that I'm even bothered by it. Right. Like I feel like it's wrong if I'm like, like. If somebody was like, okay, like all the big girls go stand over there, and then they right. made me stand over there, and I would be looking like I'm as big as her, right. you know, <laughs> like I would feel, I feel like I'm wrong for for that bothering me. Right. Like it shouldn't, right. like it shouldn't matter. But it's kind of like I'm just like I feel like in this era, there's an automatic kind of like. I don't know, like label being put on you yeah. in a sense. And me knowing that I feel like that's what someone's thinking mm-hmm. be kind of having me like, mm, okay, especially since growing up, I feel like I was a chubby girl. Mm-hmm. Um, from like ages 10 to 20. Yeah. From like ages 10 to 20, I feel like I actually was chubby and I was a big girl. And Mm. then when I got into college, you know, I put all this effort into getting healthier and losing all this weight. And I I had lost like 60 pounds. And like I was like proud of being able to think to myself like, oh, you're not in that that category category anymore. Then to just like look up and it's like, "Mm, no, yes, bitch. Yes, you are. (laughs) Like you're still there. Like you're still plus size according to us according to like you know the media and stuff that's still what you are and i was right. like okay. and i think that it's weird because like because my my whole thing has always been about confidence mm-hmm. and now it feels like do you have the right body to be like now there are too many options like i was saying earlier like where it just makes it more of like a gut punch where it's like, damn, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. It's like, where where am I? So it's like this idea of not, not having the right kind of body to even be confident in, you mm-hmm. know? Because it's like, I either lean completely into this big girl thing and like deliberately gain weight just so I can be like, yep, I'm that, you know, and like, mm-hmm. I love it and blah, blah, blah. Or I I do something that kind of feels unnatural to me and I'm like, no, I got to go real hard. And I like, I, I started working out and stuff, um, solely for just like the like the spiritual gain and for mm-hmm. the you know like the routine of it and I, and I just noticed that I'm a better person when I get up in the morning and I meditate and I go for a run or I do yoga but like my intention is not at all like oh no I need my waist to be this little or da 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 but it feels like it should be and I think that that's like not my thought and that's mm-hmm. annoying like mm-hmm. when I have those thoughts and I'm like those not even my thoughts like I don't even feel that way Mm-hmm. It's just annoying. And I feel the same way about my hair. Like, mm-hmm. natural hair is such a thing now, mm-hmm. and everybody has their way of doing it, and so it's, it's, and it's too many. It's, like, too many things. So it's, like, am I doing it right? Am I, you know, like, because even, like I said, like how I feel, I feel like I just look really young. And I feel like I look better, like, with braids. And, and then, like, last year I cut my hair off. And it's, like, what I'm noticing now is, like, wow, I'm truly never satisfied. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
Which lets me know that the real work is on the inside. Like, the real work is, like, what I got to do there. Right. But I, it just makes me curious, especially about the generation coming after us and the generation coming after them, because at least the generation coming direct, I don't, and I don't even know how that's broken up. So maybe it is the generation coming after us. But because I was talking to a friend yesterday just about how, like, and we probably talked about this on the show a couple of times, just, like, the duality that we have people who were born in the in the late 80s and early 90s where we vividly remember not having any like digital ties like we didn't have that like I tell the story all the time about my six-year-old brother at the time crying when my dad made him do a math workbook and because he couldn't have a calculator and I was like busting up at him because I'm like nigga when I was six calculator like nobody right. gave me a, like what that was not a thing but right. but the reality is these children really do rely like they do lean on the technology so much more now and we had the privilege of growing up to a certain extent without it but also being like right in the cusp of it when everything got popping like you know we were in the beginning of the Facebook era and the MySpace era and the you know we got to really be a part of the evolution of it mm -hmm. which is great because I think that we have you know except some of us there are people our age that are truly warped in this social media thing and like really act, you wouldn't think that they remember at all like what a dictionary is and not having to google something or you know whatever but the reality is we do have that duality and so it makes me nervous where, for instance, when I think about having a child, I think a lot about the things that we had access to when we were growing up and the things that were important for us to like fit in. So for me, it was like, my mom needed to make enough money to have cable because on Monday, I want to be able to talk to all the kids about the Disney Channel movie that came on on Friday, you know? like, And that was like access, that was like us you know, that that was like our, like our thing that we bonded on. So that was the thing that my mom had to make sure she could do for me. Or as I got a little older, like I got to be able to go to the movies or go to sleepover so that I can relate to my peers. But now the thing is like social media and it's getting younger and younger and younger. So I have this thought about just like having a child and then being in fucking second grade and feeling like, no, I have to have an Instagram page. All of my friends have Instagram pages. So it was like, how do you draw the line between giving them that access so that they are allowed to relate to their peers, but also where do you draw the line and letting them know that that shit isn't real, you know? Because at least when, when we got into it in like high school and college, we didn't have it for so long. So, so much of it was so, like, it was for entertainment, you know? Mm -hmm. It was solely for entertainment. And now I think that kids think that that is life. And so I think about that in, in, in terms of, like, the, the body image and the hair and the, you know, beauty. And even though the message is everyone is beautiful and everything is beautiful, I don't want kids to feel like how I've been feeling where it's like, is it, though? Because even though y'all are saying that, I still don't see me. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like I don't know, and you have a kid. Like, where do you like draw the line? Parenting is such a, like, even like when it comes to a cell phone. I feel like I'm constantly have been saying like, you know, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was 13, mm -hmm. and with my daughter, I feel like I'm always like, she is not getting a cell phone until she's at least 10. Like, I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to let her get a cell phone. I'm like, you know, now, granted, I feel like maybe that'll end up changing. But yeah. in all, I feel like parenting is an individualistic thing. Yeah. And it's just that certain things are being replaced with others. When I was younger, when all the little kids was, like, running outside right away, 
I couldn't go. Yeah. Like, my mama gave no fucks that everybody else was outside. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was like, no, baby, you have rules. Yeah. You're not going outside until we get home from work. Like, uh-huh. when nobody's at home, you're going to be in the house. Like, and yeah, she too. didn't care. And so, you know, and going outside or curfews, things like that, were our generation's social media. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, you know, it's like either you're going to be a parent that's just going to decide, no, I'm just standing firm on what I think. Like, I'm going to give you, like, you know, the little bit of freedoms that I think you need. But overall, it's a no. Like, you're not. And you'll be fine. Because overall, I was fine. (laughs) Like, I might have been mad. Like, I might have been upset. But... Me having to go outside an hour and 30 minutes later than everybody else, you know, wasn't going to kill me. I think that that scares me, too, though, because when I think because I think that, of course, we all evolve and we change. But like when I think about who you are to your core, like I didn't know you as a child, but Mm -hmm. you're such a chill person. Like I could see you being mad, but I wouldn't have if I was your mom, I wouldn't have the fear knowing who you are. I wouldn't have the fear that most parents might have where it's like if I restrict my kids from doing things, they're going to fucking lose their minds when they do get a right. little bit of freedom. And you just right. weren't that type of kid. You also have to pay attention to your kids too and pay attention to like their life and like what's going on because you know, I know there are certain parents. I grew up with certain friends whose parents didn't really allow them to have like company or friends over and because of that I feel like their parents never really you know they didn't they didn't really see how their kids interacted or what type of people they were hanging around like you didn't really get to know like what their world looks like and I feel like with my mom and my dad um you know, I was always having sleepovers, like, yeah. or they were getting close with my friend's parents, and then I was, you know, sleeping over at their houses, yeah. and just, like, my parents could see that regardless to my their rules, I was still leading, like, a healthy right. life. Right. I wasn't, you know, like, a depressed kid. You know, my mom used to have said now, you know, she used to be worried sometimes that because I was heavier, like, oh, like, maybe she might get bullied or something mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, I didn't go through those things. Yeah. Like, I had a, a good circle of friends. Like, yeah. I was always, like, having fun. I always had friends. So I feel like you have to pay attention to your kids, too. Like, if you yeah. notice that your child is never doing anything or never getting invited places or she's not it or he or she isn't excited about summer and just you know just like little things or they're just you know you have to really investigate to see what your child needs because maybe certain kids that are you know more sensitive to like the peer pressures and Mm -hmm. stuff you might have to give them a little more so that they're not going crazy you might have to be like okay me not letting her get this social media account isn't just me putting my foot down. No, my child is spiraling. Yeah, like, she's falling into it. depression. She's, right. she's getting bullied. She's getting that. And in those cases, sometimes, I think you might have to, like, loosen the reins a little bit and be like, right. okay, like, let's figure out how this works. But you just have to pay attention to your kids. Right. Overall. And for, for you, being a parent, where do you think – just like a blueprint of it. Like, how do you think you're going to teach your daughter when it is time for her to, like, get a cell phone and get an Instagram, if that's still a thing? Mm -hmm. Like, do you think that because you're going to make her wait that she would then have enough fundamental 
like learnings between then where she would be okay or do you think that you're gonna have to do all of the work of like constantly being like yes but that's just that's just what they show us that's not necessarily real don't do what they do you know, um, my hope is that you know my daughter's only four right now. Yeah. So my hope and Which she's only four, by, so she's gonna be right. eight in no and time. And she's only four, but like you know she has a tablet. Yeah. Um, you know, we all have iPhones, so at some point she's probably going to get an iPad, which means she'll be able to like FaceTime people and yeah. stuff. So she still knows how to work things. Yeah. Like she's still like learning, but my hope is that by limiting it, say like if she wasn't to get a cell phone until 10 or or wasn't allowed to have social media until she's 10. Right. My hope is that kind of in the way how we were that those years she's going to be able to learn herself without those things. Yes. Like I'm hoping that it's that's going to give her the time to, you know, kind of shape like her personality without the pressures of those things, without, you know, constantly, like, looking at other people and comparing herself to all these people that she'll never even see in real life. Exactly. You know, so hopefully by the time she gets to that, I'm sure it's still going to affect her like it affects us all. Yeah. But I'm hoping that she'll have, you know, a base, like a yeah. grounded base, which is, like, her reality, like how you said. Yeah. She'll have, might have these negative thoughts, but then it'll kind of be like, you know, girl, Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. like what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, keep it moving. Yeah. So that's, that's I think that I my thing goes. when I think about becoming a parent, I think that, because I think that ultimately we're just going through, like, a different type of evolution. Like, this is, like, more technological, more access. But everyone has evolved, you know? And when mm-hmm. I think of, I don't want to be the kind of parent that, like, I don't know. It's like part of me wants to do both, but I, I, don't, I don't know how... Because I don't, you know, I love my mom, and she did an amazing job, but I don't think that my mom successfully, like, gave us both. Like, you know what And I'm, I think my mom did, looking back now. Like, yeah. first as a child, I was, like, <laughs> frustrated as fuck. I think, I think my mom kind of, I think my mom, I think that my mom got lucky with me and my brother's personalities, but I uh-huh. kind of feel like we got a little too much just oh, because okay. there was no, like, like I always say, we, we lived in a don't ask, don't tell household. There was always this essence of, like, you could talk to mommy about anything. Mm -hmm. But when it got to the point where real shit was happening, I was like, I'm not going to say shit to you about this unless you make me. And I feel comfortable. And I've always been, like, a very, like, outspoken person. And, like, the whole situation with me losing my virginity. Like, my mom just wasn't equipped with certain things to like do things the way that now now that I've been exposed to so many things and you know and the whole day and age is different like we're all this generation is all about emotional intelligence and all this stuff so I know that if I had a kid it would be way different you Mm -hmm. know not that my mom did anything wrong but she just did not know what to do like you know so Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like me and my brother like um inadvertently got a little too much Mm -hmm. but I don't want to be one of those parents that's like, you know, like, because at the end of the day, these things are all tools, and we have to just teach our children to use the tools in the right ways and, like, you know, still have integrity and, and like, have exercise ethics and morals and all that stuff. But, but a part of me wants to be the type of parent that's like, no, you get the dictionary out. You know, like, Mm -hmm. no, you get the encyclopedia out. But it's like, when you think about the rigorousness of that in this day Mm -hmm. and age, when I can literally just type it in, you know, but it's like a part of me wants to do that just to, like, not prove a point, but it's like I also don't want to be the type of parent that's just proving a point. But sometimes with children, too, it's all about, you know, 
if that's all you know, that's all you know. You know, of course, yeah. when they go to school, you know, they tell their friends. Their friends might be like, the, what the fuck? fuck? Like, what are y'all like doing? Like, what are y'all doing in She's that house? But for them, it'll be like, it's not going to be that hard of a tax because you'll have always made them do it. Now, versus right. like, you know, parents where like their kids get older and they feel like they get out of control. And then they're like, uh-uh, you about to sit down. You about to start doing this. And right. now those kids are like, what? Yeah, like, this is yeah, nuts. Yeah. But if you make it a rule in your house, like, as soon as they learn how to read, like, hey, every week you have to look up a word in this dictionary yeah. and tell me the definition, then that's just going to be life. Yeah. Like, they're not going to. Which I feel like I will be that type of parent yeah. just because that's how I was raised. Like, we had a rule in my house where, if, like, if you don't have any homework, you got to, um, like, read a chapter of a book and, like, some, some shit that my grandma, you know, yeah. my grandma and my mom will make us do. And I feel like that was, um, that was beneficial. Mm-hmm. But when I think about that, when we didn't have, like, internet existed, but we didn't, you know, like, we had dial-up internet, but at my grandma's house, we didn't have no computer and nothing like that, so I still didn't grasp, like, that there was another way to do this. Mm-hmm. So, it's different when you tell your kid, when you send your, especially, I can only imagine, like, by the time I, if I do have a kid, by the time I do that, the way that the school system is going to be with all the technology and how everything is going to be predominantly computers, it's already happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So, to have them come home and be like, yeah, read out of this fucking paperback, like, actual book and, like, write with your hands a fucking book report, you know? It's going to mm-hmm. seem wild as fuck. But yeah. I don't know. But that's, I'm, I went off on the Kind tangent. of like, yeah, because you had mentioned earlier, too, about the whole, like, natural hair Yes, uh, back craze. to those things. And how that was another thing that, you know, it's a, it's a positive for black women and black, black people in general. Yeah. Um, it's a positive, but with that, like with all things, do come some negatives. For yes. one, I feel like when the natural hair craze first caught on, a lot of those people were very negative towards anyone that wasn't natural. Like yes. they be, they they became like Still. very like judgmental and like just kind of like looking down. Yeah, like just kind of like looking down on people who who weren't natural, who weren't going that route. And for right. me, for a while, that's what kind of steered me away from it because yeah. I was kind of looking like don't what is this movement? yeah like what like what are you doing like right. why are you now because you're natural feel like you have the right to judge like this whole group of women or like society even like in black panther who just want there was a scene that like it kind like it upset me like a little bit when um but what's the main girl his, his fighter yeah her okoya okoya Okoye. 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 When they had went to that party and she had that wig on, uh-huh. and then when they started fighting, like, she had, like, snatched it off. But, yeah. like, she had said as they were walking into that club, like, oh, this is, like, an abomination. Like, the idea of wearing a like wig. Hair. Yeah, yeah, and it was just kind of like, and I feel like that is how a lot of the people in the natural hair community kind of were in the beginning. Like, yeah. and you finding your happiness and, you know, coming to terms with your natural self. Is happiness. Yeah, but it shouldn't. Your happiness should not transform itself into like coming down on other people for their yes, choices. Absolutely. Like your happiness is supposed to be a personal, personal thing, like a personal journey. Yeah. It's not supposed to equal now that I found this. This means this is the way that everyone's supposed to go. And right. if you wear wigs, you're an you're abomination. Yeah, like it shouldn't. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like that's, that. And that's mm-hmm. the thing too. And I, and I, and and. 
I don't like that either. And I just don't like anything that, and I wish that there was just like a simple formula where people can realize like, yo, you can just love whatever you love and that be the end of it. You don't have to like, you don't even have to look in the direction of girls with perms. You don't have to, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. But that's another thing about like the whole social media thing. It sheds so much light on so many unnecessary things. Mm-hmm. I was talking to some friends last night about, I didn't even know, first of all, I'm an old lady. And Ditto. when I was talking to one of my friends about, um, like, the, they were like, well, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, oh, we record the podcast on, you know, Sundays or whatever. And they're like, oh, are you going to talk about Chris Brown? And I was like, what happened with Chris Brown? So apparently Chris Brown, like, said something about not liking girls or he likes girls with, like, good hair or something like that. And then the fucking, the internet exploded, apparently. And I just was like, I just want us to stop giving attention to things that that we don't agree with. Because at the core of it, you just don't agree with it. But I know that at the core of it is much more than that. You know, when our vulnerabilities are being um, exposed, we get very defensive. So I know that that's kind of the core, like the root of it. But, excuse me, that's another thing where it's like, okay, as a fair-skinned woman, with hair that people would consider to be good. Mm-hmm. I just am like, I it, it makes me feel uncomfortable because I know that I can't, I can't speak. In that situation, like when everybody is like, fuck Chris Brown, blah, 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 I can't say anything. Because they'll be like, well, yeah, bitch, you have privilege because you da, 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 da. And so it's like, okay, I can't say anything at all. But I just wish that we wouldn't give the attention to stuff like that. And I think that that's something that I worry about with the body positivity. Like, like I feel like, are we really progressing or are we just going in circles? Because yeah. we've done all of this work now to say, like, body positivity and, like, shed so much light on, like, darker-skinned women and, like, you know, dark skin is beautiful and all of this stuff. And it totally, completely is. But for you to be... For you to do all of that just to get outraged because... Chris Brown apparently only dates women who are lighter skinned and, and mixed and has a certain type of hair. And it's like, what is that really saying about your progress? Like, what is that really saying about our progress if we're mm-hmm. still triggered by things like that? And what does it say about our progress if that, if that, if basing it on that specific lyric, what does that say about our progress that that even triggered you in the first right. place? Cause that because that has more to do with your belief than right, his. Right, because technically him saying... I only fuck with the black bitches with good hair is not. That means you have an idea of what right, good hair like is that. and you don't think that it's yours. Like he's not saying, he didn't say I only fuck with the black bitches with long hair or straight, straight hair, hair right. or curly hair. He just said good hair. And yeah. good hair is a plethora Subjective. of things. Like good hair is so many things. So it's like for you to even be triggered by it in the first place. Says more you about know, you. yeah, it shows that you still don't think you have good hair. Right. And that has nothing to do with and him. That's, like, and, that, and that to me is, is an exact testament to the things that I've been feeling. Where mm-hmm. it's like, I've always been about confidence and I've always been about like, you know what, girl, you gonna whatever your body is that day, if we going out, we going out in the Daisy Dukes. We going out in the tube tops. We going out in, you know, whatever. I've always been about that. And I see, I'm, I see my vulnerabilities so clearly right now because I am so triggered. Like I am so like, 
you know, where do I fit in? And what is it? And that shouldn't matter, you know? Mm-hmm. And that to me is like what I think a lot of girls are going through, like with this whole Chris Brown thing specifically. It's like you have to understand that he said one thing in a song at that. He didn't have shit. To uh, do aside shit. from Rick Ross, I don't take nothing in a song that seriously. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a song. But. For you to take that and like be outraged, and then and then the girl I was talking to yet, because I didn't know nothing about this, and they was just filling me in on the whole thing. And then the girl told me that Kelly Rowland had um, like commented on his photo and said, "We love you, Chris." Oh, and I was saying she better not have been mad. No, <laughs> she said, so "We love upset. you, Chris." And all the all these people started, Kelly, you have you yourself have dealt with colorism and did, like what came at and my and my first of all, I didn't see none of this. My this my homegirl was telling me this whole story last night, and my very first thought was you see how my 27 millennial fucking self just had to ask you what's going on with Chris Brown I can only imagine Kelly Rowland don't know what the fuck y'all talking about like Kelly Rowland is not only a grown ass woman but she's booked and busy so if she just so happened to be in her fucking PJ in the fucking private jet or in her fucking black car going wherever she was going scrolling through Instagram and she saw a picture of Chris Brown and she decided to comment we love you Chris Brown at the same exact time that you niggas was in a fucking uproar like like, why would you assume that it was that it was that she was caping for him or being like, well, me as a dark skinned woman with not so good hair, we fucking love you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you mm-hmm. don't know. Like, I just think that people get so riled up and so like unnecessarily. And that's another thing that worries me with the kids. It's like where your focus is like think about think about this idea of just like all of the people i just think of the actual physical placement of people like there's somebody at the salon there's somebody on the bus there's somebody in the car there's somebody sitting in the living room where their child plays and all of y'all are in your phones fuck you chris brown it's like you know what i'm saying like your reality is happening around you and you're not even privy to it like you're not even paying attention to it and that, and that to me is like so unhealthy and that's why i just want us all to fucking unplug sometimes like just turn it off. Like just People delete the app for two days. Off of that, but that's what like, you know the 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 like the gift and the curse of social media mm-hmm. and how it just being you know like this great tool and how it's made so many people millionaires yeah. who otherwise you know we don't really know where where life would have taken them or what would have happened you yeah. know and it's like and it's great that it can create so many jobs and so many platforms and yeah. give people so much money but giving people so much access to be able to speak their mind unwarranted is a very slippery slope. Yes. Like it's it's crazy and and it makes people crazy. Yeah. It makes it makes everyone feel like they are on a talk show. Like everyone feels like someone's asking what they think or right. or or on the flip side they also kind of feel like social media is this veil of like protection yeah, like it's like it's like not you reality. Don't know you don't know yeah, like it's not reality. I can speak any of my hateful, prejudiced, like, mean thoughts because it's social media. And as long as I don't say these things in real life to a real person, you know, it's fine. And you shouldn't even hold it against me in the first place because I only said it on Twitter. I only said it on Instagram. And it's kind of just like... Y'all niggas are fucking wild. This is is not completely off topic, but we have this joke at my job called, we we always say, like, shaming is caring. Like, if somebody does something wrong, like, a lot of times we'll be like, oh, I don't want to, like, put her out in front of everybody, or I don't want to tell her that she did this wrong. And we be like, shaming is caring. Like, sometimes you got to place shame upon a person so that they understand that what they did was wrong or dumb or they can't do that shit no more. And I wish that there was more of that in the social media realm, and I saw it with... um, 
I don't know if you saw this girl who ch- attempted to start a challenge where she went to the store and, like, licked the ice cream. Yeah, I haven't seen – I've been seeing all the headlines about them trying to find her so they can Right, like, I was about to say, so I don't know how yeah. true that is, but when I saw that where it was, like, how much time she could be facing in jail because she's putting actual people in danger, to my first thought was, good, that's good. And yeah. that's what needs to be circulating around the Internet, that you niggas think that all of this shit that you do for clout – or, you know, you do because it's popular or it's funny. Like, I saw videos of this, these niggas uh, on the 4th of July, like, literally shooting, like, whatever, like, M80s, like, into people's cars while they were driving. And, like, recording it and laughing. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you niggas? Like, that's the type of stuff that I feel like we need to see the backhand of that. Like, we want we need to see up front and center just as viral as their video went. We need to see that they went to jail. Or that mm-hmm. they had to, like, pay a ridiculous fine or something like that so that people can understand, like, you don't get to just live this internet life, like, do this shit on the internet and, and not be reprimanded for your yeah. actions. Like, you don't get to do that. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, like, social media also <laughs> kind of, like, on, like, the... That's why I wish we the, could um... fight more. Like, I <laughs> wish that, like, I don't fight at all and I never have, but... This day and age, more than ever, I'm like, damn, I wish that, like, back when my, my mom and my aunties and them, like, they used to just be buck as hell in the early 90s. Like, my mama would come up to the yeah. school and curse the teacher the fuck out. And nobody was putting phones up and recording her, you know. And 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 back then, because of that, because it's not circulating and more people are processing it, more than likely the people at the school will see why my mama acted like that, you know, mm-hmm. like. I, I told y'all this story. Somebody washed my mouth out with soap when I was in, like, first grade for saying fart, and my mama came up there and lost her shit. And nobody was putting the phone up and recording it. So it was more about, like, let me hear you out so uh-huh. you can calm down and, like, cater to you rather mm-hmm. than, like, this bitch is crazy, and now you got people in the comments, and she's nuts, and da-da-da, and don't know the whole story. And I missed that. I wish that we still had that privilege to where we could just beat the fuck out of someone with our now hands you have like social only. media like parents too like people yeah. where you know where like everybody's gonna be judging like your parenting skills like if Everything. you you post a picture with your child it's like oh my god that's inappropriate why would you still be doing that or why yeah. why would you be in this why are you situation? kissing your child in the mouth or like, you know, or like why would you know like what? um you know like on the like hair care side for like black oh, women like having women be like you know if you perm your child's hair it'll be or like her braids oh are my so god tight. yeah like why would you perm my hair now that I kind of do be like, you gonna kill that baby. <laughs> like, like when you see somebody's like these little girls' hair so tight to the point where you be like, you see when red, they, they or it's like, like, like sometimes like you see the sores in their head, true. and you be like, damn. Like, see, but I wasn't talking about that. I, I, I was talking about, I was talking about the fucking like just the, the, the purest, yeah, yeah, the purest. Just, like, no, yeah, let the baby wear a fro. Yeah, because I be kind of like, like um, no. you know, like I've talked about this like with my friend about like. Like, you know, do, do, what I, do I ever intend on perming my daughter's hair? And I'm like, in a general sense, I think no. But my no is, like, it's it's not like a True. no. I would never. Like, I'm right. not. I'm like, I grew up with a plan. perm. Yeah. And I was 
fine, everyone. I'm not that girl that goes around telling the story like, my hair used to be down my back. And then my mama put a perm in my head and I've been bald head ever since. Like, no, that's not my life story. My mama put a perm in my head and the shit was and flourishing. She, and she kept yes. doing it and Baby, it was great. I was whipped. Hair was down my back my whole life. My hair didn't start like getting damaged until I started getting in right. my head. When and I got of age and was putting um, flat irons to my head every right. day, like that's right. when my hair got damaged. I'm like, so my my reasoning for when I stopped getting a perm wasn't because I had I felt like I had an issue with perm. It was because, well. I had had Cassidy, I had my baby, and I forgot like what the term is called, it's called like apple, apalicia, oh, apalocia, something like that. But it's where feel, some pregnant women, like right after they, they have hair. their baby, they lose hair, their yeah. hair falls out. Yeah. And I had like a real bald spot on the side of my head, like I mean bald as a baby's bottom type bald, there was not a strand of hair. And I was just kind of like, you know, I feel like I shouldn't do anything to it. I was like, I feel like while I'm trying to grow my hair back, I shouldn't put any chemicals. I shouldn't be doing anything to it. I should just leave it alone. I'm like, and that's how I came natural. Not because I was like, perms ruin lives. Like it wasn't, right. <laughs> it wasn't because of that. I'm like, so when I think about if I'm gonna put a perm in my daughter's hair or not, I'm like, I don't know. But if I did, I bet you that shit's still gonna be flicking because it's not that if it's you if you're gonna take, take care, care of, of hair, yes, take if you're gonna take care of hair, you're gonna take care of hair. Granted, everything doesn't work for everybody. So sometimes you might put a perm in your hair and you might have the kind of hair that really couldn't take it and it did fall all out. Like that does happen to some people. But in a general sense, it's not just like perm or die. Like it's right. not it's not that it's not that tough. Like I um when you said that it made me think about how Social media, I feel like, also warps people into thinking that they believe things that they don't. Mm-hmm. Like, or not even that they believe things, but like, like people feel like they have to have a hard stance on everything. Like, mm-hmm. if you say like, oh my God, sugar or salt in your grits, like people feel like, Ooh. oh my God, da, 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 which I feel very strongly yes, about. We can argue it. about that all I day. I do feel very strongly about all it. Day, baby. But you know what I'm saying? Like in, in terms of social media and like the internet, like everything is like that. Everything yeah. is you gotta choose, you gotta stand firm, and if you waver at all, niggas are gonna drag you because bitch, last week you said this and now you're saying that. And shout out to Drea P. <laughs> I just want I just want us all to be and I find myself doing it as well, you know, and I, I, I kinda and I think it's also an Aquarius thing where I I feel like I'm always right and mm-hmm. I feel very strongly about the things that I'm saying. But I'm becoming more open to just like just being open. Just like, you know, first of all, the opposite of what I think is true can also be true. Yeah. And that doesn't make me wrong. And if it does make me wrong, it doesn't fucking condemn me. Like, I am okay. It's fine. Like, you know, it's totally fine. So, I don't know. I think I'm working that on I just, that as well. I'm really, really, really working I do on that. Because I always believe I'm right. I do honestly think at the core are, <laughs> of everything, I'm kind of like, I be listening. But in my mind, I'm like, you know what the fuck you're talking about, right. Tati. Like, you're right. But and I am trying to get to that space of like, you know... There are more than one ways to be. Yeah, like and there are there are other which I feel like I, I and believe being that right too. is not the and yeah. I think also being right not being the goal. Like yeah. you don't yeah. have to be right. You can feel how you feel and and you can understand that like I'm saying cuz we were all present at my yeah. house when we were all 
screaming at each other about grits. Like, yes. screaming at each other. Like, bitch, yes. you stupid Especially bitch. my You don't put no motherfucking that butter was, in there, bitch. That was a great time. Call, Y'all needed to calling each other poor, calling each other broke. Like, yes. <laughs> fucking going crazy. Like, oh, you from the west side, ain't so you? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just all the fucking, just, just like, yeah. <laughs> So it's just about really understanding, like, all of yeah. these things to, can coexist and it doesn't make any of us I just wrong. need logic behind whatever your thought process is. That's the main thing. Make like, you sense. can think, yeah, like, you can think whatever you think and have come to whatever conclusion you came to, but you I just need, you I just need you, know you to know, tell you me, like, a logical reason why you think that. Yeah. You can't just be like, because niggas will just be like, no. Like, right, they'll be like, no, gee, that's, that's what it is. And you'll be like... Wow. But why do you think bit. that? Like, I um, have real reasons. Like, I can look up and tell you right now because the sky is blue. That's why I'm saying it's blue. Right. You can't be like, bro, it's purple. Like, I'm not even going to argue with you. I'm not even going to argue with you. It's about purple. Whatever. Like, whatever. Like, I'm not going to hold you. Right. Like, I'm not going to hold you. Like, think what you want to think. Yeah, I'm niggas, not here to argue. Niggas are annoying. <laughs> but I'm saying that to say full circle, just about po- body positivity and about image and about confidence. Like, you really just got to understand that even though we're so oversaturated with everybody's image and with everybody's everything, we really have to continue to put the work in and making sure that we're doing what works for us, mm-hmm. whether that be with our confidence, with our body image, with our um, our mindset, the things that we believe in, because we have more access than ever to all sorts of things. And I think that as much of a blessing as that is, it creates a lot of confusion as well. So yes. we always just have to take the time on a daily basis, I would say, to really just come back to center and get back in the receptive mode and really listen to what it is that you need and what yes. you are feeling. The more and labels thinking. there are, the more pressure you feel to fit into yeah, one. Yeah, to pick one. Yeah. Because now there's so many. Like it was easy to yeah, be like, I'm like Damn. it was easy to be like, oh, I don't call myself anything when there wasn't. When I thought know, I was a big girl, big girls weren't cool. Right. Like <laughs> or like, it was easy to just be like, oh, I'm I'm nothing like when there weren't like ten things to pick from. Now that there's like 20 definitions for like sexuality somebody's gonna come up to oh, you and God. be like no you have to tell me what you are because we've defined them it's all like, no, so, <laughs> so there's no reason why anyone should ever come into this room at yeah. this point and say oh I don't you know I don't just subscribe to any of those things they're gonna be like no you're fucking lying <laughs> and but, you're crazy and you need to go find yourself and like, my sexuality is I fuck everybody except minors and animals okay period, <laughs> period. Because I'm sick of all that shit, too. And when I was in high school, I used to be excited by that. Like, I, I used to fully identify as a pansexual, which I probably still am, mm-hmm. technically. But I, that's not. it doesn't matter what I identify I as. I fuck all the niggas with the good hair. Am I right, Chris Brown? <laughs> am I right, Chris Am I right? <laughs> okay. On that note, we are going to wrap it up. Um, I really hope that everybody is just taking the time to truly love themselves. And I know that hashtag love yourself and self-care is is a trend, but really figure out how to make those things a real thing in your actual real life, not your digital life, but your actual real life, and really just take care of yourself. Because if we don't, then we got all these messages feeding into our brains, and sooner or later, some whole other nigga gonna be in our head talking to us, and we don't even know them. We don't know them. We don't know what they talking about. So give yourself love. Please continue to do all the things that you've all, any, any, um, any, uh, what, not, nope, not passing words. What is it? Oh, no, anyway. No. Closing, yeah, closing remarks. Closing words, no. Mm-mm. Okay. I already said mine. 
Thank you. So um, thank you uh, for listening to us. And please continue to do all of the things that you've always done. Also, if you have not looked at the links in our bios, you could go to Anchor to become a supporter. If you have a sugar daddy, perhaps, you could probably download the app right from his phone while he sleeps because you just put it on him. And you can sign him up and he can... Be a supporter of our podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. And it's really easy, and we would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And you can find that at Away With Words, the podcast. Again, that is at Away With Words, the podcast on Instagram. And you can follow me at Stories on Instagram and at Brie underscore stories on TwitTwat and at Tati on Instagram and at Tati on TwitTwat. And please make sure that you're following at MJMKid and at Moments.Stew because it's just the right thing to do. And I'm not going to say it again. Yes, I am. Every episode. Love you all so much, and we'll talk to you later. Everybody say bye. Bye. bye.